Welcome to another podcast by InsideCarolina.com, the independent voice of UNC sports. Your home for Tar Heel football, basketball, and recruiting. I'm your host, Tommy Ashley. You're listening to the Inside Carolina podcast. Joined by Dewey Burke, Virginia 69, Carolina 61. Uh, Dewey, Carolina just could not get over the hump and in the end lose by eight to Virginia. They couldn't, and I really thought Virginia would play very well, especially after how their game went on Saturday at home, losing to Duke with the way that atmosphere was ready to have a a big-time home win, and they got deflated pretty early on. I thought and expected them to bounce back and play very, very well, and they did. They shot the ball great. Uh, But that being said, obviously we got to a point where we're up by seven and really had a good stretch where we played very, very well, but down the stretch, we just simply could not score, could not get quality shots. And you give Kyle Guy credit. He hit two big, big-time shots for them that basically was the margin of victory. And we'll get into the details. But, you know, long story short, against a team that's whole modus operandi, if you would, is to take great shots on offense and make you take bad shots as much as they can on the defensive end. That's really what happened. You looked at we shot 35%. They shot 53 We were abysmal uh, from the three-point line, not abysmal, but uh, missed a lot of of threes, 21 misses, uh, got hardly anything on the offensive glass, and all of our stars shot the ball very poorly. This was dictated by Virginia's style. This is how they play and how they like to win. I said Carolina couldn't get over the hump. Of course, they had the nice run out of the halftime break and got it rolling. Uh, Dewey, let's talk about that little segment for a minute because I think it was in direct opposition to what went on for the rest of the, I guess, 30 minutes. So we'll say maybe 10 minutes. Carolina looked really good. They were aggressive. They attacked Virginia. And you talked about how Virginia dictates the style and the pace. If you do not attack them, um, you have no shot, especially if they're going to shoot you know, 50 plus percent. And I think they shot 55 from three point range. I mean, there's no way to beat Virginia, but Carolina managed to ramp it up there. And it sort of deflated when Cam Johnson went out with the turned ankle. Yeah, that's right. Obviously it was, it was tough for us being down Nasir for the whole game. And then Cam for a critical stretch, we were playing without two of our top six guys. And that was difficult. But uh, what you said is right. Save for that stretch where we were good at attacking them and getting downhill versus playing east-west, which is how they they make you play, uh, it was really hard for us. The the key to that run was we got stops, and we actually got out in transition just a little bit, even if they weren't primary break opportunities. I think we had six or eight fast break points for the whole game, and four of them came in that little stretch. So we got stops, we pushed the pace a little bit, and we were able to get downhill. Kobe got to the rim. We we got you know some looks in transition that otherwise the rest of the game we just simply didn't have. And it's hard to speed them up. They are senior laden. They're experienced. They play how they play. And again, they're going to get a great shot almost every time on offense. And they're going to try to make you take a very difficult contested shot. And it wasn't like they were turning us over. We only had eight turnovers. And, you know, Kobe had three of them, but he had the ball in his hands, kind of felt like 90% of the time. So it's not that they turn you over. It's just they guard you tough. They make everything difficult, every screen difficult. And it feels like almost every possession you're under seven, you take a contested shot. And that bared itself out in how poorly we shot from the field. 
Let me ask you about Virginia's approach on Kobe White. I think they started the little fella and had him up under Kobe all game. Kobe six for 19, three for 11 from three-point range. Certainly some of those late um, did not count. And the, the big one was clearly the three-pointer that didn't count because of the shot clock. But I thought that was a good move by Tony Bennett. I mean, it prevented uh, White from being able to do what he likes to do. And, you know, for all but that 10-minute stretch, it really, really shut down Carolina's offense. Yeah, that's right. And I think it also allowed some of their older guys to get into the flow of the game offensively and not have to worry about guarding our most ball-dominant and probably best player. And then later in the game, you saw Jerome on them and Guy, and they did a lot of switching and and everything like that. But they're just so sound defensively, and they play that pack line. It just felt, again, except for that stretch, it felt impossible to get anywhere near the rim, and you were forced to take a contested outside shot. I mean, even some of the shots we made, one of the tough ones Cam made right down in front of the scores table, so lower left on the TV, was brutally contested, and he just ripped it. I mean, it was a really tough shot that he made. So you just don't get easy buckets against them, and we've got hardly any, it felt like. Uh, And consequently, you look at the stat sheet, Kobe 6 for 19, Cam 6 for 14, which sounds okay, but then you look 2 for 7 from 3 for a guy who's been shooting 50%. Kenny Williams 3 for 10, Luke May 2 for 10. The only guy who shot a decent percentage was Garrison, who I thought played pretty well. Um, It just was so hard for us to score, and if you're not going to get out in transition by turning them over, which we really didn't, 10 turnovers for them is not a lot. It's just it just a grind out every possession, and it felt like almost every time it ended with Kobe having the ball, trying to figure something out, and it's just a lot to ask over and over and over again. Did you feel like maybe Carolina wore out at the end? I felt like in Carolina's run, uh, Virginia looked a little tired, but when you look at the minutes, White at 37, uh, Williams and May at 38 and 36, Cam Johnson at 31, he would have been up 37, 38, 39. And then Garrison at 32, clearly the injury to Little had an effect a little bit there. But if you look at Carolina over the last four minutes or so, I think they were 0 for 8, uh, 1 for their last 11. Folks talk about Roy Williams shortening that bench. Well, there's a reason the bench is not increasingly short. I mean, I I can't remember a time I've seen Carolina with five guys over 30 minutes, over 31 minutes in that being a ball game. Yeah, I mean, it's an interesting question because from a getting up and down perspective, there's no way we retired from that, right? Because the number of possessions and the pace, think about how different this game was from the home game against State, right? Where we were flying all around the court. But I tell you what, it does get to your legs when you have to defend for 24, 25 seconds every single possession. And then you go on offense, and instead of getting a shot in under seven seconds, you got to set four or five screens. you got to cut a couple times. And then, again, you have the ball with under seven seconds. So the combination of both sides of the ball and the way they play very well could have fatigued our guys because the bench was short, like you said. And you look, they went on, I think, a 12 or 14-2 to two run to close the game. and they made shots and we didn't. It wasn't as if we didn't get looks. I don't know if they were great looks, not as good as the – at least the first shot that Kyle Guy hit was a great look. The second one, that was a pretty tough shot he hit on Kenny. I didn't think it was a foul, but uh, it was a contested shot. They made shots down the stretch and we didn't. 
And again, the game is so slow that even at the 330 mark, whatever the score might have been, down three or something, it feels like there's 50 seconds left because of how slow it goes. And you're just only going to have a finite number of field goal attempts. And we didn't make any. They made a couple big ones, and that was the difference. Looking at uh, Virginia's box, and, and I know this is the Inside Carolina podcast, but, uh, I mean, you have to give credit to Virginia bouncing back and playing. But you got Guy with 20, Hunter with 20, and everybody says, how did they lose to UMBC in the tournament like they did? Well, Hunter didn't play, if I, if my memory serves. And then, you, and then you've got Ty Jerome with 15 and 11 assists. I don't know. Maybe it's just the old school basketball in me, but your thoughts on how Virginia plays, a lot of people hate it. I thought it was an absolute clinic in the first half. And from a purely, I'm watching this for basketball purposes, not as a fan of either team. That was pretty impressive basketball, I thought. I, I completely agree. It's not my favorite style, but I'm biased because I like how we play, and that's how I would coach if I was a coach. But uh, I think you're exactly right. The first 20 minutes and the last four minutes were an absolute clinic on making the team you're guarding do things they're not comfortable doing. For us, it's play in the half court, grind out possessions, have to make 10 passes, have to make 10 screens, and try to get a good look. And then for us defensively, we like to pressure, deny the wings, try to get a turnover and push the pace. So what do they do? They like to do what they force us to do, which is make 10 passes, set 10 screens, and get the exact shot that they want. And when they do that and they make shots, how? I mean, they're so hard to beat. And it takes an elite shooting night like Duke had on Saturday to beat these guys. And if you remember that UMBC game, yes, they were without their most talented player, Hunter, but they did not shoot 55% from three in that game either. They didn't shoot the ball well, and UMBC was lights out. That's what it takes to beat these guys because it's very seldom, if ever, that they beat themselves. They don't turn the ball over. They don't take bad shots. They get people in the spots where they can be successful, whether it's Guy coming off pin downs and curling and catching and shooting. Clearly, Ty Jerome is able to create off the bounce. He can hit open shots, and he likes to penetrate and then find guys to score. And Hunter might be a pro. I, I was impressed with him. I think he's really good. He can create his own shot. We had Robinson on him for a while, and B-Rob did all he could, but looked like he was giving up five inches and 35 pounds. And, and so they have a way of getting the shots for those three guys the way they want. And you look at the box, those guys shot, what, 14, 19 for 32. I mean, that's damn impressive. And they between them, they made 10 threes. There's the game. Right, They got their three best players in the positions to be successful. And then our three best players shot 12, uh, 14 for a million. So there's the game. Break it down to the three best players on each team. Their three guys got all the shots they want and made them. We took mostly difficult shots and hardly made any. Very astute box score observations. If, if folks are listening and you haven't looked at it, it's impressive uh, on one side and not so impressive on the other. Do we, I'm going to take a short break, come back, talk about um, down the road because some injuries may have uh, made this ACC slate coming up just a little bit tougher for North Carolina. We'll be right back. Dewey, I'm looking at the schedule. Wake Forest on Saturday. Um, Carolina has five days off until that game. The Heels uh, should fare well in that one with or without Nas Little. 
Um, who knows? It is the ACC. But then you've got Duke the following week, Florida State the following weekend. Carolina needs to get healthy in a hurry. That includes Nas Little. That includes Cam Johnson. But it definitely includes Leakey and Sterling Manley. If he's going to be available, it's the time for him to be available now. I think that's right. And as I said earlier, Garrison played really well. So maybe we didn't miss Sterling as much, but I'd love to have Leakey tonight. Just another long athletic defender. He maybe could have bothered some of UVA scores a little bit more. And even though he's inexperienced, as I said, we have B-Rob guarding Hunter. He's given up what felt like, as I said, a number of inches and a lot of weight. Leakey certainly would have made up the, you know, the strength, but he would have been longer, maybe could have bothered him a little bit, and I think he could have helped us. So you're right. We're banged up right now. No idea what happened with Nasir. He didn't even come back out to the bench, let alone get back in the game, which was unsettling. So it's nice that it was a Monday game. We've got some time to get healthy. Uh, but we need everybody. It's we we are too the line is too thin, as we've talked about. And for us to win, we need Kobe, Cam, and Luke to all score and play well. And then we need the supporting guys to all play their role and be available. And we played long stretches tonight, obviously, without our sixth man and our most athletic player. And then whatever it was, 10 minutes of the game or eight minutes of the game without our best shooter and scorer and most consistent player. So that was a tough kind of pill to swallow. You know, perhaps if we have both them, we end up winning the game. But uh, look, looking forward, we should take care of Wake Forest. Big time game at Duke. They are obviously supremely talented, gifted, shoot the ball well at times. When they shoot it, they're tough to beat. Uh, very athletic. We got to crash the glass. We got to keep Zion out of the paint and almost got to play perfect to win. But we can do that. We have the ability to go over there and win. Uh, but we got to make shots. That's for sure. We can't shoot the ball like we did tonight. Uh, in closing, what's Roy Williams tell his team after a game like this? From what you know, what you remember. Um, played a tough opponent, came up a little short, a lot of adversity. What's, what's Roy tell these guys in that postgame locker room? Yeah, I think, you know, in the postgame locker room, and you've heard me say this over the years, he's going to take it on himself. He's going to blame himself. Anytime we lost, he always said it was his fault. It was on him. Even when it wasn't, that was just how he – that's how he messaged it to us in that first kind of meeting or, or group setting after a loss. And you get back and watch the tape, and I think the message becomes, hey, guys, we made a great run. They punched us in the mouth early. We punched back. That's great. But it's not enough to punch back and not finish it. And those guys, experienced seniors, when it came winning time, that last four minutes under the last TV timeout, they made plays to win, and we did not. And that's the difference. And that's what, as a you know, as a hybrid, young, and experienced team – uh, guys like Garrison, guys like Kobe, uh, even B-Rob, who hasn't played a lot of minutes in his career, even though he's a junior, guys like that have to learn how to win down the stretch. And unfortunately, we we didn't lean on our seniors or our seniors didn't come through for us uh, in those last four minutes like they did for Virginia. Uh, Cam obviously was hurt and just coming back in the game, but we didn't get anything out of Luke or Kenny down the stretch. And, and that was the difference. So it's, hey, we did a great job getting back into the game, but it's not enough to not play well at winning time, which is those last four minutes. Good stuff, Dewey. Carolina Falls, 69-61 to Virginia. Goes 9-2 and two in the conference. Uh, two ball games with Duke left to play in the ACC regular season, but no more against Virginia. I know that makes a lot of 
North Carolina people happy. Virginia is not a fun team to play. Dewey, as always, it's always a pleasure to talk to you, my man. Thanks, Tom. Thanks for listening to InsideCarolina.com, the independent voice of UNC sports. Your home for Tar Heel football, basketball, and recruiting.